Hey everyone, Joel here from Empowered Good. I want you to pause what you're doing right now. Pause it, pause it, stop, stop, stop. I want you to write down something because I want to get to know you. I know there's people listening to the show, but I want to get to know who you are. I want to talk, I want a phone call, I want to FaceTime, I want to Zoom. I want to get to know who you are. I want to spend time getting to know you. So pull out your phone and write down this number, 559-906-6460. 559-906-6460. That's correct. That's my personal cell phone number. Hit me up, text me, And if you want to listen to the show first and then come back and write that down, do it. But without further ado, here is the show. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist, and you are listening to the Empower Good Podcast. It's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. Sweet. I know we just connected a few months. So I was... I, f- I forgot when we connected now. It feels like just yesterday, but it was, I know it was at least a few months ago. At least where we first connected um, was when I, when I gotten on Anchor for a brief moment yeah, and right. our podcast crossed and we connected that way. And then I got off Anchor for a long time because I actually didn't understand it completely. And we want to talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> um, but it, it was really, really uh, interesting. And then we've you know, become friends since then. You've been on the Wednesday Night Live. And uh, you, you know, you've even been a good friend of me. I just call you up and like ask you a random question about some kind of, you know, digital media question and you just right. take the time to answer. So I appreciate that. So I'm excited to have you on, man. Yeah. Happy to be on, man. Let's start a little bit. Just let's, let's uh, hear your elevator speech. Tell me who you are, what you do, uh, your handles, et cetera, where people can find you. And then we'll get into some questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Chris Dell. You can find me online at mad journalist. That's M-A-D-D journalist, mad journalist with two Ds. I'm basically a journalist turned entrepreneur. I was a sports writer, editor, journalist, multimedia journalist overall for about almost 15 years. I got my master's degree in entrepreneurial journalism, got my bachelor's degree in communications journalism. Uh, My father got me into the business. He's been retired now, but he was a sports columnist and overall reporter and journalist for decades, dating back to the 60s, 70s. Uh, back in the day, I used to work up in Long Island, New Jersey, back in Florida for a while. That's where I'm currently from right now is Florida. I was born and raised in Florida. Um, so yeah, journalist turned entrepreneur. Now for the last three, four years, I've been building my own company up. It's called Go Baller. We're a digital media company. We started off as just our own mobile app. We were a sports app and we started building apps for other companies, got into website design, website development, and all then just kind of like all types of digital media, storytelling, digital marketing, uh, social media, could be websites, could be apps, it could be uh, custom projects and, and web apps and things like that. So um, I've wound up lately uh, in this area in Southwest Florida. I've been working with a lot of small business owners here, small to medium-sized businesses, helping them grow their brands. And um, also online, I have a couple websites where I consult with uh, up and coming social media influencers, uh, music artists, where we help them grow their brand online and give them professional consultation uh, on their music, on their content and things like that. So I work with a lot of social influencers and small businesses. And it seems like two different types of people, but they're really all the same because they're all trying to grow a brand, build a business and and live the lifestyle they want. So that's kind of what I try to help them do with all the digital media and storytelling background that I have. I, I love it, man. And, uh, you know, you know, something I've been, I did this on my, uh, on my Wednesday night live last, uh, this last week. And I just did it on recent podcasts that I just did like, like an hour ago. I want to do it again with you. And it's actually, it's where I'm giving the audience an inside scoop to what I'm doing. Like, obviously they know that we're communicating right now. I'm interviewing them, but they think, I mean, intuitively we would just think that I'm doing that because I know things, but I, I want to bring, you know, interview you so that we can, you know, be an inspiration and education to our audience. But I want you to, to know something very interesting. And, uh, and that is that this is fascinating. I, I literally thought about this as you were saying it. And then Chris Dell knows what he's talking about. Like he has experience in writing and journalism and podcasting. Uh, he, you know, compared to me, he's a huge expert. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you think of yourself as that. Oh, I'm flattered, man. I'm flattered. flattered. But, but check this out. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, you know, more than I do. And a lot of people think that, you know, because they think of, because I share a lot of inspiring things on, on the internet. I wouldn't, buy, I'm still in the learning process. And I was going to ask you about this later. Listen, why don't we just jump into it? 
and like, how do you start? Like, how do you, how do you literally like make your passion like a job or whatever? And before I have you answer that question, literally what I'm doing right now, the way that I pick my guests is people who have a background story, people who have a why they want to make do good. They want to make an impact, but they happen to be good at what I want to learn as well, as well, you know, So so think about it. Like, you, there, there's different ways people are like, I can't start a channel. I can't start talk about, I keep on saying healthy cooking, but like, I can't start talk about cars or in your case, basketball and sports. I can't talk about that because I'm not an expert. Well, start interviewing people who know something about the topic. And by the way, you'll be eventually become an expert, right? So I think that's so fascinating. I'm getting a quote unquote free consultation. Like, <laughs> how, okay, let me ask you this. How many do you charge for a media, so social media branding, like consultation, just one, you know, or whatever. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, if you don't well, mind no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I, things change all the time, right? I've, I've been doing like the consultation side of things for like about the last year. Before that, I was just kind of underground, heads down, working on projects for other companies. Okay. Um, but uh, let's just say that there's a few different ways to go about it. Like I could charge like a flat fee, like per hour, like, oh, let's do a consultation. You know, one hour is, you know, 50 bucks, right? Let's say that's a discounted consultation for an hour. A lot of times if I feel like the business is a solid lead to work with in the future, most times I will offer a free consultation right off the bat because you got to get the, it's hard to give somebody a consultation and advice unless you actually know a little bit about them and what they're trying to do. So I like to say I give free consultation to everybody off the bat. And then from there, I think it's up to the person is how serious are they about actually continuing and investing not just their money, but their time overall, right? Because time is money at the end of the day. To me, time is more valuable than money. So absolutely. That's kind of how I do that. And just, yeah, just real quick, like there's another new thing that I'm doing, which is more of like a CEO coaching consultation where people who maybe can't afford to have myself and my team manage their social media, build them a new website off the bat. Uh, they get access to us, access questions from a month to month basis for 50 bucks a month. It's kind of like a beta program we're doing uh, where it's like something that even just an individual with an idea can afford instead of taking online classes or doing that kind of whole runabout type of thing, you know? I think this, I mean, this just illustrates my very point and that, you know, obviously like if I could, I would love to pay you. But like, this is so like the fact that we're friends now and that we're hanging out and you know, the fact that you just allowed me to call you up and ask you a question or whatever. And now, you know, like I'm going to have you on the podcast and obviously it's, it's because I well, want you to get, connect you got with the, you. You got, awesome the, you, you got the lifetime, you got the lifetime friends and family discount. You're all, you're good <laughs> That's <to> right. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm just trying to like, I, I just had this epiphany. I'm like for the audience, listen guys, Chris and I have connected, but even if like, let's say we connected once, Hey, can you be on the podcast? And then that was all, that was it. Right. That was literally like, he's on the podcast. I can ask him questions. I can learn on the topic that you want to talk about. Right. And this is so fascinating. So fascinating. Comment on that. Like, like the fact that you can literally just interview people and you can learn for free because they're on your show. Yeah. Yeah, That's, it's, it's a great point. And I'm going to tell you this is that it works for everybody. And actually I've taken a lot of inspiration from what you're doing and you're leading by example and just doing things. I've always wanted to have an interview podcast because I've spent over a decade as a journalist where I interview people for a living. It's my job to interview people and tell their stories. But uh, I also do a sports podcast with my father where, you know, it's called go baller family feud sports Two lifelong sports writers, father and son debate the week's hottest sports news, not to get too much into that, but, I've always wanted to do my own podcast series where I can interview people that I'm trying to get to, to their level in a sense, or do what they do, which is the top tech CEO and CEOs in the world that the, the fortune 500 digital media agency CEOs that, that have founded and run their companies to the biggest in the world, which is, you know, I have big aspirations and that's what I want to grow my company to be. And, and that's the type of person business wise that I want to be. So that's something even for myself or someone, regardless of what stage they're at in the process, you can always aspire to be better and continue to improve yourself. So I, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, and it gives you, first of all, it's easy content to put out because you're not sitting there struggling, trying to draw things up and be super creative on the board. You're literally just having a conversation. It provides value to you. It provides value to the audience. 
And in most times it provides value to the person you're interviewing, like myself, because you get a chance to speak your mind, get thoughts out on the table. And, and I think it's just explosion. a win-win. You make those connections, you know, and I think it's a, I think it's a win-win for both sides. So I, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think that is probably the most uh, valuable format out there for someone trying to build a brand, right? So you can do it YouTube, you can do it podcasts, it, is interview people in the field or in the field of your passion or what you're trying to do. And, and that's the, I think that's a great way to start, you know, for anything. Yeah. I think this is it's just so crazy. Like even if your plan is not to make this, the podcast a, a legitimate successful brand, like you're just curious about health or you're just curious about whatever, literally just start interviewing people. Now, traditionally you could just interview them and ask them like take them out to lunch or whatever, or you could do a podcast where you take them out to lunch and interview them over dinner or whatever, over coffee or, you know, whatever you do. Right. But like, and even if like, let's say only a hundred people, you know, like it's not a huge or whatever, but you're the one gaining the value. Then you take that value that you've learned and then take off with your official brand. And I'm speaking to those who might not like know exactly what they want to do, you know? But anyways, I want to, I want to, uh, let's pause that. Let's take a step back. I think that was just epiphany that I had. And I was like, man, this makes so much sense. So awesome. Because like, here I am and, and you as well, like you get to bump shoulders with people that know stuff. And I happened to wanted to make this as a brand and learn. But you know, I just, anyways, guys start communicating, just ask people questions, record it, immortalize it, put it out on the internet for people to be blessed as well and whatnot. But yeah, it's like a, it's like a, um, like a double-edged sword or I don't know if that's the right term or kill two birds with one stone, whatever the cliche is you're doing, getting multiple things of value out of the process. But yeah, but like you said, you just go out out and talking to people, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be a podcast at first. Maybe you just go to events, you go to networking mixers, you talk to people, you shake their hand, you get their business cards, you follow up via email. Maybe that leads to a relationship where you wind up interviewing them on your podcast down the road. So I think, yeah, just like the more you talk to people, the more you learn, the more things you're going to get out of that at the end of the day. I mean, that's, that's, that's really where it's at. I mean, I, I did that hardcore when I was up in New York a few years ago in grad school. And I had, I had my own epiphany where I didn't want to be a journalist anymore. Something my dad had done for decades, something I spent four years in undergrad for, something I went to grad school for. And all of a sudden, right at the end, I'm like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, oh, oh, crap. I don't know anything really about what I'm trying to get into now, which is startups, technology, um, building a business, right? Instead of just being a writer in a sense. And uh, that was something where I just hardcore talked to people, told them about my ideas, got as much feedback as humanly possible, whether they were, whether they were shooting my idea in the foot or whether they were saying, oh, this is a really good idea. I think, I think it has something. So um, yeah, just continue to talk to people about your ideas and your passions. And I think you're going to find a lot of good things come out of that. You know, the whole idea many people, like I said earlier, many people don't want to start something because they don't think they're an expert in it. Like talk to us real quick. I'm actually not even following my notes at all. I had a question that I normally ask everybody in the beginning, but we're going to skip it for now. Um, talk to us about the, uh, the importance of being humble and willing to learn. I mean, here you were, you're, a, you were a journalist for many years. You wrote sports columns, you know, you're, you know, you, how, how and why should people adapt and how and why is it important for us to be humble and enjoy the process of learning and like being okay with being wrong and, and realizing that we don't have the answers for everybody. I think that to take from uh, the, the infamous Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, is that you have to pull from both sides of the table. Like I think that I have the potential to be one of the best ever in what I'm doing, regardless of what I do. At the same time, I don't think anyone else is better than me. So you have to be able to accept both of those mindsets because, you know, everyone has pride. Everyone has ego. You have to be confident in yourself, right? But then you also have to be kind to others that you come across. So um, I, tell, I told students and other people when I've, you know, done speaking events, it, to me, one of the first things I always wind up reverting to uh, is that every single piece of feedback is important whether it's from someone who knows nothing about what you're actually doing or in the field that you're doing it. I, I, the, the metaphor I used was that a, a homeless person could give you better advice uh, than an actual expert in your field. So I, it's your five-year-old niece or nephew could give you better advice in a certain moment than, you know, somebody who's considered the best in the world at, at what they do. So 
if you can, you got to be able to accept that. And, and, and then you can truly admit that you don't think you're better than anyone else. You're just making the most out of your situation. So I think that's the, it's a mindset being humble, but no, also you can be humble and, and, and have big aspirations and want to accomplish big things. So I, I think that finding that balance and really pulling from both sides of that is, is really the key to, to being happy with that at the end, you know? I agree. One of the hashtags I use is hashtag learn and share because, you know, like you think of one side being humble, like, oh, I, I have to pull from it. I need to learn from everybody else. So that's important to have that. But at the same time, can you, can you still share to other people, like give other people advice and still be humble? Like, how do you do that? Like, yeah, I because, think, I think, you, yeah, go, no, go ahead. I was going to say it just because, you know, like on one side, you feel literally like, oh, I need to be humble. I need to learn. I have nothing to offer, you know, whatever. But how do you come to the realization that you actually have things to offer? Share those things without being cocky and being humble at the same time, as well as have, you know, like, how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough, that's a tough question. I, I think that it just depends. Like you, you have to know that you're, you're, you are you, and there's no one else that's you. You're the only person that's you. Right. So uh, it doesn't matter. Like we're not talking, like we're not talking about generic terms like industry, uh, area, expertise, skill set. Talking about you, your body, your brain, your perspective, your background, and everything you've had to go through is not the same as anyone else on the planet. So you always have something to share, perspective uh, to that conversation. Maybe you've grown up around people who don't value that and don't appreciate that, and maybe they have their own problems. And I think sometimes we're wired a certain way, whether it's through family, friends, where we feel like we have to think a certain way or we don't value ourselves in certain situations or conversations. But, um, you know, it's something you work at. It's something you work at every day. For me, I'm someone who I give advice when I feel the opportunity or share when the opportunity presents itself. Uh, I'm still more personally myself in the, in the learning game. Like I, I, I like to be the one who has my head down, who, you know, you know, maybe when I'm 40, I'll, I'll emerge and, and start to, you know, consider myself as someone who really needs to get out there and give and share. But I think it's important to, to do it now. And, and to the whole thing about documenting your journey, that's something that uh, I, I always think about a lot in terms of how can I do that more instead of always having my head down. So it's finding that balance of, you know, kind of being on the grind and learning, 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 but then also realizing like, hey, you know, let me share this journey that I'm, that this learning journey that I'm on, I'm, I'm failing, I'm succeeding every single day. I'm, I'm having shares of both of those things happen to me. And that's very important because people need to know that want to get into it. They, they don't even know what the first step, the 10th step or the thousandth step is. So I think every step of the journey is important to share in that sense. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good question because I think it's, everyone's different, but I think, like I said, everyone's perspective is unique, no matter what the conversation is at the table. Absolutely. There's this, uh, I believe there's this false thing that we subscribe to in a culture that there's a time of preparation and learning and then a time of execution. Now that's obviously true, but I mean, with our educational system, et cetera, just like you, you have a, you set out for a goal, you go to school forever, and then you can't really do what you want to do until later you know, how important is sharing what you know, like what you're learning? Like how much does that impact your ability to actually learn? Because I mean, I could learn skill set or information XYZ and then I could apply to my own life. And then option two, I could learn the same skill set or information XYZ and then apply it and teach somebody else that skill set or information what's the difference? Like, does it actually make a difference sharing what you know? Well, I, I think that you just made me think of something like sharing what you know, doesn't mean that you have to put it out on social media, right? No. Right. It could be like through family. It could be mentoring somebody young or someone even older. It could be your parents. It could be a friend. It could be the church. It could be a number of different things, right? Where you can make a good impact. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's important. You have to like, cause you're, you're learning, like you're, you know, more than the next person. You don't know as much as the other, the next, next person. So I, th I think it goes back to that is that you're, you're confident in yourself, but you, but you don't think of yourself as higher than anyone else. Like we're all on the same level. We all have our different experiences. So, um, you know, like I, I, my, um, 
my niece and nephews to me, like they're the most important to me that, that I want to set a good example for because I feel like I didn't have that someone trying to teach me and share that knowledge with me. I got it through school. I, you know, luckily there were certain teachers and mentors I had growing up at different levels that, you know, really import, imparted a lot of important things on me. Um, but then going back to the part about knowing things and doing things like, you're, you can never, you're never going to perfectly strategize or plan anything. So I, the most success and, and, and really joy I've ever had in everything I've done over the last five years has just been from doing and not even really thinking about it. You know, I agree, like, man. Like letting the chips fall where they go. And I mean, we're not perfect. We always have times, every person has times where they're strategizing a little bit too much. And then you always have to just be aware of it and try to like nip it in the bud and just do even if you don't think you're ready just do it anyways because if you're thinking about it it's obviously on your mind it's something you want to do i would say in most cases you know just put your head down do it and worry about all the what ifs you know after yep. that you know i think it's fascinating because if you had a person a on one side as almost like a drag race and a person b on the other i really feel like somebody who l learned and then applied in their old life versus the other person who learned and applied and then taught somebody else, they would actually learn more long-term because I found that you learn so much when you share. Oh, yeah. I, want ask, I want to ask you this right here. Um, let's, let's move a little bit back to what we first talked about, which is the democratization of media. I remember when I first uh, connected with you, you, I met you on Anchor, which is an app. I had a total misconception of what Anchor was. I thought it was just another platform, just like iTunes or Google, to actually share you know, just another place like, hey, you can listen on iTunes, you can listen to podcasts on Anchor. And by the way, Anchor has like kind of like a social media feel. So you can comment, you can like leave little voice messages, you can applause and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know, though, however, and I remember when I called you, you're like, oh, that's what I've been trying to tell you the whole time, <laughs> was that that Anchor legitimately is a media host. And let me just say one thing real quick before you answer this, before to get into this discussion. And that is that Anchor, I mean, excuse me, traditionally to do a podcast you need to have a media host like Libsyn.com or, or uh, other um, places where you host the media, like the actual audio files and the text and the titles and the description, the picture that goes with the, the podcast file. Then that file gives you, or that, that program gives you an RSS feed, which is like a link that you put on your, on iTunes, on Google, Google Play, on your website, et cetera. So every time you upload to, let's say Libsyn, it automatically distributes. That stuff costs money though. So which is really cool right now is that on Anchor, they host all your media for free. They give you free stats and all this stuff. Basically what they did is they took away the middleman. It's free to host, produce, and by the way, they automatically post all your podcasts to the main things like iTunes, Google, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about the democratization of just media in general, how it's in the hands of the people. We used to have to be newspaper uh, writers or TV personalities or an author to get your message to the world. How is it different now? Well, yeah, I mean, um, just even with social media, right? You don't, you need a medium blog, a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and you can put your message out to the world and, and let the market dictate, you know, if they want to hear more of it, less of it, or something different. Um, I think with the audio part is very fascinating because like you said, we connected on anchor originally. And the only reason I got on anchor was because it's doing a radio show is something that I'd always wanted to do. And I had worked for a few radio stations here and there. It's, it's uh, let's say it's a, uh, it's more easier said than done to actually get into it. And in, in as a professional standpoint, you know, outside of just local radio. So I've done a lot of local radio work doing sports shows and things like that. But uh, one of my high school dreams or ambitions was to have uh, someday have my own nationally syndicated sports talk radio show, like a Jim Rome or a JT the Brick, guys on Fox Sports Radio that have been doing it forever, some of the best. And uh, my my father and I, being both former sports journalists, had both talked about doing our own show together. That would be fun. And once I heard about Anchor, I was like, wait, I was like, you can just do and just do it from your phone, right? That was the thing that fascinated me. We don't need mics. We don't need any software to download. You know, the whole RSS feed thing. I, I would have never messed with that back in the day. But now Anchor comes out and you can do all this. And you don't even need to, if, if, let's say you, you want to start your own podcast. I mean, you got you got an advanced setup over there with, with the, you know, the whole setup with the mic and everything. You got a professional microphone, all that. You're using editing software. You don't have to do that. 
Uh, you just literally use your phone as long as your phone can download an app, the app of Anchor and just talk on there and literally just put it up to your face and just go. I think that's pretty cool. And that's an, an, another example of like, don't think too much about it. Just, just do it. Um, so nothing's holding anybody back from being an author anymore or being a storyteller in that sense, you know? Um, so I, I think, I think it's great. I, I think it's, uh, a lot of people tend to focus on the negative content that goes out into the world. I, I to me, I see mostly positive when it comes to that stuff. I, I tend to kind of filter out the negative through my own personal lens, but, um, there's a conversation I had with my father. He was telling me, oh, well, you know, people, people on Twitter or the Twitter thugs, people on Facebook, it's all these fake news articles. And I mean, you don't have to read that stuff if you don't want to. There's always going to be bad in the world. There's always going to be good in the world, no matter whether social media exists or not, right? Now it's just all being put to the surface. So people are going to be able to find out if you're phony, if you're, uh, you know, trying to kind of fake it, fake things. So I, I think it's actually opened up more transparency. I mean, people can post, you know, pictures of and try to portray a life that that they don't necessarily live and things like that. I, whatever you can post whatever pictures you want. There's nothing wrong with it. You you got to be happy with yourself. If you're not happy with yourself, then then I think I think you got to take a a hard look at what you're doing and and try to change it. But I think that's uh, yeah. I think Anchor is a great tool. I mean, you literally post it on the app and it goes to their audience. They have a whole thousands of people that listen to their app and and podcasts on there. And then it goes to like you said, Apple. Uh, now it goes to Spotify. They're putting all the podcasts on Spotify now. Uh, Stitcher Radio, like apps you've never even heard of, like Podbean, uh, you know, Pocket Cast, things like that. So, like, I'll just sit back and say, okay, like, you can put it wherever you want, Anchor. Like, that's that's what I want. You're making life easier for me. Now I can focus on content, what we're going to talk about on the show, uh, you know, how to brand ourselves, you know, things like that. So I, I think it's a fascinating tool. It's something that anyone who wants to start a podcast should use. That you don't have, you don't have to have any experience in radio, traditional media, or nothing to be able to do your own podcast nowadays. I think it's pretty amazing. So, did they recently add that feature? The, because I know it was traditionally it was just uh, Apple and Google and one other one. Uh, but like, I was trying to put it on like you know, the, does it did they just do that or do you like copy the RSS feed and, and make an account or what do you do? Oh man, I I cringe every time you say RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had, I've never used an RSS feed for anything. Um, it, it's just, yeah, you just literally put it on your anchor account and you go in and you get to choose where you want it to be published. And Spotify is a new one they just added. So now we have an official Spotify page that you can go to online and I didn't even build it. It's just there. It takes all the information from your anchor account and puts it on there. So yeah, it's, I think I got that in the, an email from them maybe like a month, maybe less than a month ago, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know how, like when they rolled it out per se, but it's uh they're continually adding new features, you know, into what they do. So, and they did a whole big redesign to where now they're giving you more insights and statistics, like not just how many people listen to each episode, but like what time are they listening? How long are they listening for? What devices uh, they're listening on? What they exactly. Yeah. So it, it's, um, they're just continuing to grow and, and, and put more things out there. And, and, you know, whether, you know, whether we're on Apple, Google play, I feel good that we're everywhere. So, you know, anyone who uses a specific app can find it. I think that's great. Yeah. I love it. By the way, a little plug here for the Apple. I'm looking at my stats right now. iOS 192, uh, Android three. <laughs> that means that okay. uh, All right. at least at least the people that love love the show and are good. Thank you, iPhone people, and if you Android people, you guys would uh, up the game a little bit. Tell your What's friends. Some of those Android haters, man. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, I think that's uh, I think that's so awesome, man. I think it's really cool on how to do that. And, and let me ask you one other question here, and that is, how do you promote your show? Like that's something, or if it's an Instagram page, or if somebody has a blog or whatever, what would you recommend? Like, let's just take it from the one man show perspective. Like, what are some strategies that you have employed or that you would recommend me or anybody else to employ to, to get the word out there? Because you want more listeners, you know, because I mean, yes, metrics are cool and they don't mean the whole, they're not everything, but to know that your message is being impacting on people, like, how do you do that? Well, I might give an answer that some people don't want to hear, but you shouldn't care about how many people listen to it, whether it's one person or a thousand. I think you should focus on making at least a hundred episodes without caring a single lick about who's listening or how many people are listening. Because if that's all you care about, I, I think you're going to be disappointed most of the time. Um, 
I mean, look, like you're doing, you're going above and beyond in what you're doing because you're not just doing a podcast. You're doing a whole brand. You got t-shirts, you got, you got Wednesday Night Live. You got all these different things going on. Someone who's just doing a podcast, just focus on putting out good content. And if one person listens and then two people listen the next week, like don't focus on, oh, it's only blank. Focus on, wow, I can't believe this many people are listening. Like, these are complete strangers who don't know you. You're not a celebrity in most cases, right? And they're taking the time out of their day. You should be extremely flattered by that proposition, you know? Even if it's your mom. Even if it's your mom listening. Because right now, my dad does not listen because he's too busy. (laughs) He told me, he's like, I don't even listen to your podcast. I was was telling him about another podcast. I was like, yeah, you should listen to this. And he's like, I don't even listen to yours. You know, but like, (laughs) if anything, at least you have your mom, you know? Yeah, right, right. Hopefully, hopefully your mom listens, right? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I get the, the, the for me, the, the podcast that I'm doing, the Family Feed Sports podcast, um, it, it's, it's just, it's all about experimenting and learning, right? So I work in digital media. So every time I do my own podcast, I get to learn things about creating content, about editing audio, about putting things out into the world, seeing how the market responds to things. I can take those insights, apply them to my clients, my customers, uh, you know, all different types of stuff when it comes to business. I get to bond with my father, um, you know, who we work together. We work for the same newspaper for a while. We work for rival newspapers for a while. He's retired now, so it's a great thing to do. I, I would I would recommend if you're not doing the interview thing, do a podcast with someone else. Like don't you know, you know whether it's, it could be a friend, family member, it could be a you know whatever. Um, so it's it's a, it's a personal thing. It, it's uh, I, it's something that's fun, and you know we we get we get different amount of listeners for every, every podcast episode. So to me, the thing that I'd like to do is like I said, like we're not even at a hundred episodes yet. I mean, you got to, to me, once you, once you get to a thousand episodes, then you're kind of for real, like you're actually doing this consistently. Um, I mean, look at a guy like, like I bring up again, Gary V who's the reason I got an anchor. I heard an interview from him uh, with the anchor CEO, you know, maybe almost a year ago now talking about the app and you know, how easy it is to start your own podcast and uh it just all comes down to like uh, he he got his fame as a youtube celebrity uh but no one even watched his youtube show until like hundreds of episodes after the fact when it came out so you have to just you know you learn that as you as you look at other people who have had the success doing podcasts you'll realize that most of the times that's the case it's never an overnight success story you have to work at it you got to grind put out consistent content don't just do one episode one week and then wait next month to do another one Try, try, maybe break it down into smaller segments, you know, do five minutes a day, you know, Monday through Friday, do three days a week, be consistent. The one thing that I want to do better at is being more consistent. My father and I have different schedules. Uh, you know, we're in different places all the time. So sometimes it's easier said than done. We always say we want to do a Monday through Friday, do a different podcast each day. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but we, to me, that's still a goal of mine to get to. And when it comes to promoting it, um, you know, I, I think that, yeah, just, you know, you can post about it online. I, I try not to post too much about the podcast on Instagram. I, I tend to stick to my personal Facebook page. I do some stuff on Twitter where you can use hashtags and people can find out and click the link that way. Um, but I wouldn't worry too much about how to share it. Uh, I would focus more on how to do it and how to do it consistently. You know, how, oh. to, how, to, how to enjoy it and how to get better at it. Um, because... I think you owe that to the listener who's taking the time out of their life, out of their day, make it, make it solid, make it good, continue to improve. And I think that people will respect that on the other end when they're listening. I love it. Comment a little further. What's more important volume or quality content? When you say volume, do you just mean the amount of listeners or? Okay. Let me say it like this consistency and volume. I mean like, you know, amount of content being put out. Mm -hmm. So consistency slash volume versus quality consistency and volume and i used to think the opposite more more than quality content yes yeah because quality is subjective man like me and you each think quality is different i thought you were gonna go the other way man you're never gonna guess like who the next person is that thinks what is quality to them how is that different quality to you like there is no there is no one definition of quality so that's that's the whole thing of what we were talking about earlier about just doing instead of thinking like thinking is like getting stuck in a, in that quality trap it's like oh it's got to be a certain quality like what is a certain quality you got to stop being so hard on yourself and just put it out there look man look, don't don't record yourself while there's a helicopter landing right next to you and people can't hear what you're saying right 
but you can do it from your phone. You, you can do these types of things. Like I did it um, just when I went to New York a few months ago to visit my business partner up there. I uh, got an Uber from the airport, was going to his place, and we wanted the, the Uber driver, we wanted to talk in sports. He was a big New York Jets fan. I just pulled out my phone and interviewed him. And the audio wasn't that great, but people like were applauding the segment. They were leaving comments that they really enjoyed it. They were sharing it. So I was like, it made me think like I need, it's always, it's a constant daily struggle and challenge, not a struggle, I'd say a challenge of forgetting about quality and just putting out as much content as possible. Look, don't put out crap, but don't think of it in terms of quality because then you're going to start to slow yourself down. And I think consistency volume is, is the key. Ab- absolutely. hundred percent on that one. Love it, man. Last question here before my final question. So I have always like a little tag questions at the end. Um, what's some advice? I know we've been hanging out for a while. What's something, you know, and I've gained so much value even right now. I'm just reminded the whole, don't judge yourself until like hundred episodes. Like, I think that's so awesome. Don't worry about it. You know, just keep your head down. But what's some advice like just that you looking at empower good, you looking for your branding, marketing, whatever. Um, like what's something that I'm doing good. What's something that I'm, that I need to improve on that you can think of. What I've noticed from you is that you've been consistently improving and trying new things. Um, I, my biggest advice to you would be to stop caring about what other people think about your content. <laughs> how'd you how'd you pick up on that because well, i mean well I, i'm a consumer of your content and i you know like i see that like you know i'm not saying doing polls and stuff like that's bad by any means don't get me wrong on that i'm just saying like um just because you don't get a certain amount of likes on one post compared to another post doesn't mean that that post is better or that post is worse like don't judge what works and what doesn't work based on the listeners the views and the likes like you're already putting out good content it's, it's hit or miss every single time you put stuff out there on social media, right? So uh, I'm, not, and I'm not saying that you do care too much. I'm just saying stop caring just in general because you've got the right intentions. You've got the experience now of doing this. You've got people helping you out that obviously they wouldn't be volunteering or helping you if they didn't believe in your vision and what you're trying to do. So think about all those things and, and th- use those as like barometers for success. And I would say just keep doing, just keep doing what you're doing. Like keep interviewing people keep putting your stuff out there. Um, I would say like, you know, whatever you can do to, to free yourself up more to just keep putting out that consistent high volume content. I think that that's really the key. Like, don't worry so much about um, spending too much time editing an episode. Um, that's like where you can really fall into a trap. I mean, look, there are, there are audio engineers that work for more traditional companies that they spend 40 hours a week editing, editing audio. Like we don't have to do that as our own independent podcast content creators, you know? So I I would say, you know, focus on just putting out more and caring less about what people think about it because people are already responding. They, they, they respond, they're responding to your, your message and your ambition and your goals. So take that. And I, I think you'll see the numbers rise. Like as you start to care less about it, I think you'll start to see that you're not going to see like less of a reaction from people. You know what I mean? I think that's just all. And this isn't like, this isn't something that I'm perfect at either. Like this is something that I remind myself of almost every day when I do stuff. So I think it's just a constant reminder to yourself that like, this is a long journey. Like you're in it for the long game. Like this isn't something you're just going to, Oh, I got to hit a 10,000 subscribers before year one or else I'm done. You know, like there's, there's no point of doing that because this is not realistic. So I would say just, I would say just keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're already like the, the look of the brand, the feel of it, the content you're putting out just over the last few months has uh, improved and changed tremendously. So I would say kudos to you on that, man. And I, I, w- I wouldn't change anything except just focusing more on doing rather than thinking about what other people are thinking about it. I love it, man. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm being uh, spoken to right here and I think all of us can, can learn from that. And I thank you for sharing. Last question here. I use the hashtag um, learn and share. Uh, you can't, share talents that you haven't become aware of or cultivated. You can't share ideas that you don't know. A lot of times we're indebted to other people for sharing things that we know that then empowers us to share. What's the most influential thing that someone has shared with you that has, abil- uh, that has empowered you to be able to be effective in, in helping other people? Um, it, it's, it has to be, uh, I'm going to say it for the third time, it's, it's uh, Gary V's message that I started listening to him uh, a little over like a year ago, 
like you know, maybe not even a year ago. And I don't listen to him as much as I did a few months back when I was kind of in a maybe a bad place mentally with how things were going. Um, you know, when you're building your own business or brand, things can get tough. They can get challenging. You can doubt yourself. You can, you know, lose the joy of it or the happiness of it at times. And I think it all mostly comes from caring too much about what, how other people judge you and how they think of you while doing it, whether it could be a family or friend or whether it could be a stranger on the other end, that's going to give you that view or that like, right. Um, so listening to his message is really just about not caring about that and just putting out content and just enjoying it. If you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. You know, like don't complain about it. Just you got to do something you, you like to do, whether you have one listener or 10,000 listeners. So um, that's something like being self-aware of like being happy about what you're doing and enjoying things. I think that's the key because if you don't, then you have to th real, think about the reasons why you're not happy about, happy with what you're doing, whether it's your job. And you could be trying to run or build your own business and not be happy with it. You got to question yourself all the time and think about why you're not feeling that way. So I would say that's a stranger. I've never met him. I've been to his company. I had a couple of meetings there when I was up in New York a couple months ago, as I mentioned. Um, he's somebody I would love to work with in the future. Um, yeah, he's obviously amassed a huge following on his own and he got there from starting off on YouTube reviewing wine because he worked for his dad's wine business, you know? So it's like just watching somebody's journey like that. And to say that he's the person that's imparted the most on me recently. And it's someone I've never even met before. Uh, it says something about the democracy, democratization of media overall. Right. And I how we it. can get I love it. across. I would say besides that, it's my mom and my dad, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, I've learned so much from them over the years from how they've, you know, raised me. And I try, and now I try to teach them. Like I try to share wisdom and experiences that I picked up over time and, and, and you know, show them things and my family. That, that's to me is the most important thing now is I got to be able to help myself and help my family before I can even think about trying to really like help other people. So um, I, I think it's important to learn and share and, and to just continue to just learn and, and, and try to help, you know, share, share with the good intention of actually helping somebody, you know? I appreciate it, man. This has been an awesome, awesome episode. We didn't even go into all the things that I had originally planned, but that just testifies to how cool you are. I appreciate it. Thanks for the friendship. Thanks for the advice. And looking forward to continue to hanging out with you as we continue to grow uh, our impact in this world. Thanks, man. Likewise, Joel. Appreciate you having me on, man. I, I can't wait to get one of those t-shirts in the mail, man. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, again, for those who didn't catch it in the beginning, how can I get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can get a hold of me if you want to contact me on social media. You can find me everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. It's all Mad Journalist, M-A-D-D Journalist. That's Mad Journalist with two Ds. And you can find my company on Instagram and Twitter at Go Baller Media. It's just Go Baller on Facebook. We're kind of uh, we kind of try to be under the radar on social media so you can find all of our pages. I don't put out more. I put out more content on my personal page than I do on my business page at the time. I'm working with a lot of clients, working with a lot of different projects at the moment, but I'm um, happy to connect and you can find me anywhere. Mad journalist, M-A-D-D journalist on social media. Wow. What an epic episode. Seriously, these episodes are getting better and better and better. And I'm just thoroughly thankful for the fact that you take your time to listen and to be inspired and empowered. Go ahead and visit empowergirl.org for more resources as well. If you want to stay in touch and, and to really not miss any episodes or anything, go ahead and hit us up on social media as well as like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on the platforms in which you are currently listening. Finally, just want to say a quick thanks to my Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Brian, and Jasmani. And until next time, do not forget to empower good.